Hello, friend, Margo here. So last month I shared some super exciting updates about Tanto Studio and where we're headed in 2023. Here's the Cliff Notes version. I am so excited to share the first ever Windowsill Chats Patreon membership designed with you in mind. I strive to support artists and creatives to grow and develop your own creative path. I love finding ways to get you further than you knew you could get yourself. It's really my passion. There were moments in my life where other people came alongside me and gave me the nudge I needed to move forward in my own art. And I hope this podcast and the other offerings from Tanto Studio do that very same thing for you. The Windowsill Chats podcast is all about providing a welcoming place for artists, designers, and makers to come together, laugh, learn, build friendships, and create together. Starting March 1st, the Windowsill Chats Patreon membership takes this vision to a whole new level. Sign up for my email list for access to special launch day discounts leading up to the new Windowsill Chats Patreon membership coming March 2023. So pause this episode right now, go to tantostudio.com to join the email list. Don't worry, I'll wait right here. That's tantostudio.com to sign up for the email list. Okay, great. Now that you're on the list, you'll be the very first to get details about the Patreon membership when they come available. In the meantime, let's dive into another episode of the Windowsill Chats podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. So glad you are here in the windowsill with me today. If it is your first visit, welcome. And if you're finding yourself returning, well, I, for one, am really glad about that. I have a treat for you today. I sat down and talked with Lilla Rogers because she wrote an assignment that I collaborated on for a class she teaches called Boot Camp. And it really made me think. It was about creativity and what if creativity was a mainstay in our education and in in the things that matter and in leadership and things like that. I mean, those of us in this industry, if you will, or in this realm, we are surrounded by it and we surround ourselves by it, but not everyone does. And so we have just this incredible conversation. Before I go into that a little bit more, I want to tell you who Lilla is in case you're not familiar with her. Lilla Rogers is the founder of Lilla Rogers Studio. 
It's an innovative and visionary art agency that represents over 45 artists and has sold art for products worth over 300 million. Take that in for a second. She's extremely well-known. She does it with massive passion. She super enjoys it. She's very in demand and she is hyper-connected. Lilla herself is a former in-demand illustrator who was represented by agencies in New York City, Tokyo, and Paris with hundreds of clients worldwide. She is the co-founder and e-course teacher at Make Art That Sells, where she's taught over 30,000 students from more than 100 countries with a warm and friendly community that is over 300,000 people strong and counting. So if you haven't heard about that before, go check out Make Art That Sells. There's potentially something there for you, or at least it will be an interesting adventure. Lilla is a speaker. She's a columnist for Uppercase Magazine. She's the author of I Just Like to Make Things by Quarry Books and soon to be more things that she's about to publish. And she teaches on Creative Bug. She admittedly has way too many collections of vintage oddities. So I just want to go over some of the things we chatted about because I just listened to the whole thing again. And, you know, I think usually Lilla comes on to an interview and talks about, you know, the courses she's doing and things like that. But this is a roll your sleeves up, dig in conversation. And you might have noticed, I don't know, I'm noticing, I, I put it out there that this this year was going to be just a little bit more real. And I was going to dig in to my own space I'm filling in a different way. And so I think my conversations are going that way a little bit too, which makes me happy. So here's just a few of the things we talk about. We did a real creative dig deep. We got philosophical. We talked about living life on our own terms, gathering like minds together, building your name and your reputation in your business, how Lilla broke through the typical creative advertising aesthetic that was going on in the times when she was lugging her portfolio around New York City. That's a good story. How important it is to find the people who get you and build on that. How Lilla herself and the courses she teaches. And therefore, you who have taken the courses are changing the landscape. Literally, we go into that. And it is so obvious to me who's watching. And uh, so what I mentioned briefly is what if the world allowed creativity to come first? We really get into that. And it is a thoughty, good, juicy subject. We touch on the fact that you don't need to appeal to everyone. In fact, you shouldn't. How to put yourself out there. Where do you fit in? Where does your style fit in? Are you leaning into that? Following your gut, feeling your curiosity, balancing and battling overwhelm. Why using vintage reference is a good idea. What's important to us? Lilla mentions, don't question your passion, just do it. There's a lot, there's a lot in this conversation. We talk about her new class that's coming up in April, the Artie Book Pitch. So right this moment, Lilla and I just started Monday, now it's Wednesday, creating collections for home decor. So if you've been on the fence, I think you can still get in this week and I would recommend it. It is one of the favorite, favorite things that I do all year is teach this course live. And we started it in 2015. We took a couple of years off. And last year and this year, we're teaching it live, which means live reviews, eyeballs on your work, 
oh my gosh, I just, as soon as the assignments start getting loaded into the portal, my eyes are on them. It's so exciting to see what people come up with. And it really does. You know, we can, we see them out in the wild. We see these things turn out, turn into product. I was digging back on Lila's Instagram just to find some pictures to post when this episode comes out tomorrow. And there was an assignment for the class that an artist called Asta Barrington had done. And it was these beautiful rugs. And I forgot that it was a class. I don't know how she got it on her Instagram. Anyway, I turned those rugs into product. I sell those now. I just did the home and gift show in in Las Vegas and those rugs were there. So I am looking as well. Other people are too. So anyway, it's a talk about creativity. It's a talk about potential. There's some good tidbits in there. So I know many of you know and love Lola Rogers. So as I like to say, without further ado, here she is. I'm super, super pleased to be talking to you today, my dear Lola. You know, I love to talk to you, Margot Tantini. We don't do it nearly enough. We were just talking about briefly, and I thought I better press record, about, you know, living life on our own terms. That in itself is worth reminders and conversations and sticky notes on your computer. And Well, it, here's how it goes, okay? First, you you have to build up and build up and try this and try that and see what sticks slash what you love, mm-hmm. what other people love, what is gives you satisfaction, gives you, is lucrative, Mm -hmm. depending how important that is. Um, And, and you have to pitch and show and gather like minds, whether it's your podcast audience in your case, or it's uh, for me, another publisher for my next book or whatever. But then, then it becomes the ball rolls. The ball has its own momentum. And as I was telling you before we went live, I don't hustle. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't really. I create content, the course, my my courses, the books, and my column, and I just do stuff. Oh, and I'm going to be filming another course for Creative Bug. I have to tell you this story, okay? Oh, I do want to hear. I want to hear. Yeah, and that's what I'm coming out in, in June for. So maybe okay. we'll, we'll hop up to Vashon. Yeah. So I'm having, I just wanted to have lunch with lovely Courtney Cerruti and Liana of Creative Bug. I yeah. filmed a course there a few years ago. <clears throat> and I invited them to brunch at our pretty hotel. Just because to see them, you know, yeah. and yeah. they said, well, what course would you love would you love to do a course? Would you like to do a course with us? I said, of course, that would be nice. And what, what, what do you, what do you, I said, I don't know what they said. Well, what are you obsessed with these days? I said, writing. I teach two writing courses in maths Mm -hmm. and I'm obsessed with writing. You know, it's another creative form. For sure. I mean, I've written my whole life, but, and I have one book under my belt and another man, 300 page manuscript ready to go. So I, they said, okay, do one on writing. Okay. I said, there's just one thing I would love to, you know, I love you. I love working with you. You're an amazing director. I love creative book, but it just has to be no preparation. (laughs) No work in advance. I love that. (laughs) And they're like, okay, maybe just a little outline. I said, I could do a little outline. Why don't you write me the outline and then I'll just show up. Yeah. And (laughs) 
you know, it was uh, very cheeky, but serious yeah. because my plate is full. Right. And so I have come up with this amazing concoction uh, that it will be very spontaneous and I can't talk about it, obviously. <laughs> obviously. That's just how it goes in the biz. But it is, you know, asking for more and more of what you building up your name, your reputation, your business. And that's what I want to tell your your, right. your listeners. Right. And then it's not always this hard. And then it gets really easy and you can pick and choose or you can reach out. You shoot right. an email. Hey, you know. And they know who you are because you've put in that groundwork. Uh, and And I think some people come from that. Oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get to that point where people know who I am? But it happens. Yeah. It's happened for both of us. It's happened. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. It's got to stay fun. It does have to stay fun. And, and, I, and I don't mean to say that, you know, lightly and, and off the cuff because it's, it, I, we I think we, we work our butts off and you get there. Yeah. Part of it's, you're not even realizing you're getting there it's the experience it's the people you meet it's the conversations you have like you know I somebody I just noticed on Instagram today that the this um artist was looking that she's looking for an editorial for editorial work and I love her art so much and I I commented on it and she was like oh my gosh thanks for commenting and I said you know you have the chops that it takes mm -hmm. it's just about and you just put it out there like People won't know unless you put it out there. So that to me is, that's just, that's just opening the doors, even if you're opening your own doors, you know? I remember when I first moved to New York as an illustrator and I'm like, why can't people just knock on my door? Go <laughs> bing bong. We'd like to hire you. We'd like to commission you to do this illustration for a magazine. <laughs> but I realized, yeah, no, that's not how it works. I got to get out of my little shell and go see people, which actually was great. And in the 80s and 90s, it, well, when I first started, there wasn't even fax and, <laughs> and Fed, there was FedEx, but there was, wasn't fax. And then, so you really, you, you brought your portfolio right. to the magazine, to the yeah. ad agency, to the cool downtown design firm. And then when you got the gig, you you went and showed the rough in person and took the subway back to Brooklyn and then did it and then brought the finish in and you know a lot of that. And I I thought I thought one day when if I ever am rich, I want a personal driver. Well, now there's Uber, so good. <laughs> but you. um, because it, 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 there w there wasn't even like a map. There were, weren't cell phones where you could just find. No. No. But um, but the beauty is I got to see the interior all of all right. these amazing places. New York Magazine, you know, right. the New York Times, and right. And oh just, my gosh, all those, all the yeah, yeah all those buildings was, and going up to those editor editors' offices and oh yeah, my, I spent a lot of time up there in those offices too. Mm -hmm. It was, and I do, I miss that. I yeah, we we our experiences have changed. We can see into other people's houses from a you know, from afar where we couldn't, when we could only imagine, but we don't go, yeah. we don't go where we once did. You know, every, every phase has its plus and minuses, pluses and minuses, because for example, it's so much easier to get your work out there. It's just so yeah. easy, but there's more competition, but there's much. more opportunities right, than ever right. before. In the old, in my day as an illustrator, you had to go to New York really pretty much 
for editorial work for really cool, the cool assignments that were happening. And that was a big deal. It was also like the most dangerous time, which I did not know. We didn't know that at the time. Although I did say eventually one of my friends is somebody I know is going to be killed on the subway. Oh, I just, it was like so dangerous. I hope that didn't um, happen. No, it didn't. Good. Fortunately, but I just. I remember taking a surface pattern design course. There was one teacher in Berkeley um, and we did it all by hand in gouache. And, and she said to us, I remember sitting in her, she had a pet rabbit that would jump around her living room. And we were sitting in her class in her living room or dining room painting or whatever. And she said, now, if you really want to break into this, you have to move to New York. And here's me, you know, this was, you know, California. And I was like, oh no, I know. of course I ended up, of course, moving into and loving New York. But at the time I was like, that's what I have to do. And I yes, know. at that time it is what you had to do. It was heartbreaking because <laughs> California, but, um, so, but now, and, and now you have access to your community. Look at yeah. you with your, you do a podcast and you yeah. connect with jillions of people. Yeah, I that get you, that like you, that love you, that want to hear what you have to say. You have stuff to say. You can share. There are no, there are very few, if any, barriers to entry. That's true. It was a very white male exclusive mm -hmm. barrier yeah. to get through. Even in the your aesthetic, in For the sure. way you drew, the look of your art. You had to pass. I mean, Lilith, anyway. seriously, how did you break through that? Because your aesthetic was not the white at male advertising mm -hmm. subscribed aesthetic. How how did you prove that that's what would sell things? At the time, it was airbrush was really big yeah. in kind of primary bright colors, realistic, uh, which is fine. Look, there's room for everybody, but there wasn't room for everybody. Right. And um, I just had to be the very best I could. I had to be have my chops together with my color, my design, my drawing, my sensibility, my uh, solve the problem. And there were a few other, certainly there were a few other women, Vivian Flesher, genius, who just... Mm -hmm broke ground and there were a few like you could count the women who were mm. doing good things and the, I was told things like oh you need to make your colors more masculine I remember being told that more I remember masculine. an agent telling me even though I was already working for <laughs> Vanity Fair and the New York Times and GQ and Vogue and everything there uh, I called one of the top agents and I knew he only represent I knew he only had men Mm. that he represented huge agency only men and you know you were just used to that that was how things were but I didn't sure. know I I thought well maybe that's just he hasn't found a woman that's right yet so I called up I said I'm interested he said why are you calling I said I'm interested in representation he said we don't represent women I don't represent women Really? That was the line in the sand? The line. A hundred percent true fact. I don't wow. need to make up stories. There are too <laughs> no, many really good true. Oh my gosh. We just need we could do hours of Lilith stories, but but oh that God. was so how'd you how'd you break through that? Just went to um, one that did? Or showed them how good your work was? I just you know what I did? I found women art directors and cool men art directors who were buying mm. 
the, the a small percentage were buying a more feminine aesthetic, a, mm-hmm. a, a more European look, less sort of mainstream. And I, I want your listeners to know this, find the people who get you, even if yeah. it's a few. Yes. And then build. And, and, and then you can say, well, my first job was with New York Magazine, actually, when I was still in grad school. So that was great. And then I could say to other people right. that, and I could, then I'd, I'd go see a client and say, um, is there anyone you recommend I call? And they would oh, give good. me the name of somebody. How'd that New York Magazine job come about? So there was this little, your older listeners will know RSVP. Remember, did you know RSVP, the magazine? Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah. It was like the Black Book. The Black mm-hmm. Book was five grand a page. Now, yep, rents were about um, yep. like a th- $1,000 for like for a one bedroom. So $5,000, that's almost half a year rent, right? Yeah. It was, it was like crazy amount of money. And it was very elite, very expensive. I did not do that. I didn't have the money. Um, and then there was American Showcase, which is a good book, but that was 2500 a page. Wow. But I did I did the cheapest one, which was RSVP. It was $1,000 a page. Notice how I remember every. Yes. Because at that time, you so remember much. every freaking penny. Oh, yeah. And it's like burned in your brain. So anyway, I did that one. And that and there weren't um, cell phones. There weren't there wasn't voicemail. There was there were answering machines. And so um, they they had an answering service for you. You could put their number, especially I was living in San Francisco. I was going to move to New York and mm-hmm. stay with friends and then get an apartment. So you didn't have one number right right no no it was wherever you were and that was the end of your number you left oakland and you moved to austin there goes your phone number and you remembered them all in your head yeah six four six (laughs) that was the san francisco one when all of san francisco was four one five yeah yeah all of new york was two one two and then they made brooklyn seven eight one or seven one eight and I'm like, oh, oh man. So anyway, they they had an answering service, and then they would call you and leave a message on your answering machine, or and you'd have to stay in touch with them. Oh gosh! So, so they found you from your from your from RSVP. Yeah. Great. I love that. And a thousand dollars for that ad—that was a lot. That, That's a lot I wonder of what money. that would translate to now. Um, I know we could ask SIRI, yeah. but anyway. Uh, I can't say its name or it will pop up. <laughs> exactly. He, mine's, he, mine's British, a British man. A British Siri. That's awesome. So I don't have no subservient women, you know, <laughs> as my Siri. So, um, but, but it, it, and to answer your question more yeah. fully, you do, I, I couldn't be somebody else. It was that simple. I just couldn't draw a certain different way and not, both out of it would feel wrong right it wouldn't feel like me you know like like your gender and how you present and that kind of it so anyway I'm going but I don't think a lot of people were sticking to their guns like that I mean they had a style people they I mean that was there was a lot of that right but but I feel like you always been like well I'm gonna do it this way you know like crazy brush lettering yeah which yeah. was 
effective because then it stood out when they finally realized it didn't have to be more male colors and yeah, it sold things. And, and, you know, I'm not male bashing, I hope, because no. I am married to a man. I have a son, like that's all cool, but we need to have everyone have a voice and power. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs to be able to, to have the same opportunities, the same ease and access to success. And that's what the, the internet has helped with that tremendously. So much. So, so I'm happy about yeah. that. I'm happy for people, for creative people. I agree. And I, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was an assignment that you gave for those of you who, I don't know, there, there might be people listening that haven't heard you chat here before, but Lilla is a, as I said in the introduction, is an amazing agent and we have worked together on teaching, but she has taught, how many people have you taught, Lilla? <laughs> 30,000. 30,000 mm-hmm. people. That's a, that's, you've, that's a gift to many. You really have changed the landscape, Lilla. I appreciate that. Yeah. I hope that's what I hope. Yeah. Well, in a in a good way. And one of the assignments that you gave for a class you have called boot camp last fall, I believe it was. I, I have a lot of fun kind of doing a little riff, visual riff, and a little my sort of art director's point of view on the assignments that you give for this mm-hmm. wonderful boot camp class. And this one, when I got it in my inbox, I just I might have even like teared up because I just thought it was so, to me, it felt so important. And it's the, it's the assignment for this particular um, week of class. And Mm -hmm. it was, the big assignment was your vision of a better future for creative people. And, and I, in my point of view, you tend to do this. You tend to ask these questions, like imagine you're making this for someone or imagine you're creating in this environment or atmosphere. And this one, the assignment was an illustrated version, sorry, an illustrated vision of a better future for creative people. And you just came up with these questions and I'm, I'm going to read them. There's three. How would our world look if the arts were taught as a required five day a week class every year? If CEOs and politicians grew up learning that the arts are vital to the well-being of a culture. And, you know, if that's just one question, if you just sat with that, because I, I lived through Prop 13 in California yeah. where they took away all the arts and all of a sudden the courses we had at that was junior high and high school they they weren't there anymore you had they just didn't exist and ha- the next one is how would it affect climate change if less junk was made this one is near and dear to my creative mm-hmm. path and there were more performances and dancing and murals and creativity in everyone's everyday life mm-hmm. and i mean there's nothing that's just humans expressing themselves. What if we allowed ourselves, right? And then the third one was, what would houses, communities, and cities look like if regardless of economic status, they had murals and gardens and parks, beautifully designed walkways and sculptures. And if every actor, singer, videographer, painter, illustrator, writer, and dancer were fully employed full-time to add beauty and richness, Mm -hmm. how much happier people would be. So I, that to me, when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's just quintessential Lilla thinking out loud from a place of, of positivity and potential. And I just love those questions so much. Mm -hmm. 
And and then the cool thing was the assignment then was you're teaching or teaching, but advising or inspiring people to draw what they see then when they close their eyes and think of these, add a quote, whatever it is. And then that artwork from this thought process, whatever the assignment may be, but this particular one I happen to be in love with, gets out into the world. And the vernacular is slightly changed or there's something in our thought process that maybe when they're eating dinner with their family that night, they say, Hey, here's my assignment. What about this? And that was a lot of me reading, but what, um, what prompt, what prompted that? That's exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we, we, we lived through a tough time the past several years politically and and COVID, but particularly politically. And uh, I wanted to use my voice and my access to thousands of wonderful creative people, artists, to push some sort of vision and change. Mm -hmm. And that was important. And what can I do in my way? And my way is I often say I don't teach art. I teach women to have voices. Mm-hmm. Teach mm-hmm. women to have voice, have their voice, and and amplify it and own it. And because we, that's a, that's a challenge for many people, for all of us to some degree. People of color, additionally, throw that in yeah. the mix. Yeah, uh, marginalized people, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. so many people, and I, I. I'm on that side and I want to help them and I want to give them voice and I want to give them economic power, voice, voice, you know, I want them to make a good living because unfortunately in our culture, it it depends on money. You know, we need money to pay our bills and live and so forth. So um, I want, I, I want that. And, and it's not like set in stone by nature who gets paid what, right. It's a decision by people at the top mm-hmm. who decide on the budgets. You know from working in corporate. I know yeah. from working um, with so many various companies and firms. They make decisions about the budget and biases come in. Well, mm-hmm. the art is not as important or valuable or something as this or that. Mm-hmm. And that's a decision that's made. And I want creatives to know that it's not true. Right. It's not true. And never let um, it be more difficult to get money be a reflection of your worth. Never see Mm -hmm. the two. If you Mm -hmm. do think that and internalize it, you are that is diminishment. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to have that. If you understand the power structure and how it's working, you know, it's not about you, you know, you deserve. I mean, I remember years and years ago when I was starting as an agent, I'm like, man, my artists are so talented, so unique, so original, work so hard, have developed their work. Why are they not getting like so much money? It doesn't make any sense. But Right, you know, right. we understand and things are changing. Things are changing. I am an optimist, you know, right. people now can do so much creative people to 
as I said, go directly to their people mm-hmm. who are willing to contribute to them financially in some ways, whether it's podcasts or Patreon or Etsy or Skillshare right. videos or Creative so, Live so- or yeah, or illustration and, and surface design and licensing and writing books. <clears throat> right. And and like you said, there even though it seems daunting, you you your choice of who to mm-hmm. appeal to, who to reach out to is so much broader. And mm-hmm. I think and and this was something we were talking a little bit about earlier. It is all about finding your people, the people that like you're, there's always going to be naysayers. There are always going to be people that would say, why'd you do that? I don't like your idea. That's an ugly color. Pick a thing, right? Maybe people right now are disagreeing with what I'm saying. That's okay. That is okay. That's okay. That is okay because that makes the world go round, but hang (laughs) out with the people that agree and are also, you know, inspired by similar things or you, they bring their own, you know, questions to the table that then then we can dig into and i i think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that takes a while to learn oh yeah know? everything takes a while to learn and everything and you continually learn and there's new challenges i want to circle back to um how i had maybe had the strength to do my own thing yes and do. My own voice I knew I was really wrong for 99% of the illustration jobs out there when I was in New York, but mm. I was really right for 1%. Mm. And 1% of all the illustration jobs it would be like a bajillion, like a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. It would be a lot and enough, but I would be really right. It's right. for the kind of person who digs my vibe, who gets it and I get them and, you know, it fits. And that's really true with all of you. You do not need to um to appeal to everyone in fact you don't you can't you shouldn't because then you, you appeal to it's no a, one then no one and and you've diluted your diluted not diluted right. diluted yourself there's nothing wrong with being well uh, like let's take a major best-selling book mm-hmm. that doesn't mean everyone has bought it right right no not at all not at all no, and that's, you know, but several I mean, people have, you know, that's just the yeah. same. It's just the certain people have found it and there's going to be people who bought it that don't like it at all. But yeah, you know, it rings, it rings mm-hmm. true to what you said about being yourself and being yourself creatively. I kind of see portfolios or creative paths of people mm-hmm. who are illustrators or, you know, creating product or whatever it is in two kind of buckets. There's the people that, and both, both are equally good, but they're very different. They're the people that I know all these things are needed to to license my work. We need snowmen. We need St. Patrick's Day. We need, you know, certain Valentine. kind of lettering. We need blah, 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 blah. And then, and so they have a lucrative, potentially, you know, there's opportunities there. Because if especially if they do it in their own style. But then there's the other sector who says, I know that's selling but I'm going to just stick to my guns and do my thing. And if I do it long enough and get it out in front of the right people, that's what people are going to be interested in. So yes, I want to add one. What do you think? Yeah. Let's talk about that. It is a cultural conversation. You need to see what's out there. What's 
what people are wanting, what's being bought, what has a use for others, but not everyone, but maybe people need plates, but what can be on a plate? How can I make a plate that I would love to own that yes. others might love to own other people like me? Mm-hmm. So there's no easy answer because, I mean, I could do a plate that I don't know, you know, you could do a plate that with an image that no one wants to buy. Yeah. Like it's just gross or something. Right. I, I can't even think what it is. But I'm thinking even like a little, bo- drawing a little bottle of poison and pen and ink. But actually, <laughs> I, I know people in Brooklyn who would like the little oh, bottle. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Who the hell knows? I don't know. But, you know, you, you, for example, years ago, and one of the reasons why I did, started my e-course businesses as an agent I got so many portfolios right fresh right, out of right. art school and you've seen this too back then it was like the new drawings mm-hmm. there's not really a market and of course everything I say you can find like disprove I'm sure but generally speaking there's no market like as an agent we don't get work for new drawings right maybe I think I did <laughs> get one on like um sex positive book of poses like maybe about 15 years ago but you know generally speaking we don't have work for nude figures however why not have that as a challenge maybe you can do it in a way that's absolutely beautiful maybe it's an embroidery kit of nude figures so you know who the heck knows i don't know there's no rules that said you have to understand your relationship to people that would buy it and why and what and so forth you got to be tuned into the tuned into the 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 cultural gestalt but at the same time rebel against it and do your own thing (laughs) and and that for some people listening that might they might be thinking oh my gosh it's a lot it's a lot to do all that but if you're following your Mm -hmm. gut if you're if you're listening to what your heart says it wants to do it'll be a lot easier. Absolutely. Really yeah. Like if you just like draw, drawing, you know, violets and pansies and you just do that all the time, like that's enough. That's beautiful. You can I go agree. crazy with that. And then you'll get and the work that you want. And beautiful lettering that goes with that. And I could see it in watercolor with little croquil pen line and a classic copper plate script. I'm loving it. <laughs> You know, it's, you just follow what you're passionate about. Yeah. Follow it. Yeah. I agree. And I think, you know, I was just looking um, at our storyboards for the next class we're teaching together. Mm. And I'm always inspired, Lilla, by your, by what you find that's inspiring. Because like you said about equality, you are so tapped into your fingers on the pulse, I feel like visually, but definitely culturally as well. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, there's portraits and things like that, that you've assigned and people, you want people to draw that uh, more people drawing that potentially underrepresented women or, 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 or whatever it might be. Black history class. Right. Black history or women scientists or whatever it is. Those things then show up in 
the world in the market. I did a puzzle this weekend. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember the, her full name. I will in a second. But it was women scientists or women yeah. women in science. And uh, Igolovsky is her last name. Catherine, Kathleen. Anyway, I, I knew I know her work, but I was like, oh my gosh, you can see where these things come from. You put the mm-hmm. art in front of people, you make them aware of it and they'll yeah. think, oh, that would be a good book. That would be a great, you know, editorial yeah. piece. And when a jillion people are showing art directors yeah. this, these subject matters, which is what you're saying, then they go, oh, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of this. So we help change the visual conversation. Yeah. I feel like your home, because I've spent some time there, is full of really interesting conversation too. I mean, you you don't just like check out. You're reading things and you're looking at things and you're you take that inspiration and and share it with the rest of us. Yeah, and I would advise people to read different kinds of things and expose yourself to different kinds of things different cultures maybe mm-hmm. you've never looked at a, I don't know from a cookbook to the new york times book review to to african drumming which my mm-hmm. husband does like mm. you know expose yourself don't decide just expose, mm. just give things, a, just feed, feed that, feed your mind, feed your, your creativity, feed your, your curiosity. I think I agree. That, yeah. I think we get so as, as humans, you know, well, this is what I do on Monday mornings and I'm going to keep doing it instead of maybe I'd like to take African drumming or maybe I'd like to, you know, I just, yeah. if it's interesting, check it out and try it. And I think, you know, I think now that we have so much accessibility to the internet, it can be definitely be a place to find inspiration, but also a place that can stifle that imagination or make us compare ourselves to others. Um, what, what would you think is a suggestion to someone who, who can get overwhelmed in that way, but wants to get to that more creative mindset where they're expressing themselves? So in other words, they're seeing all this art out there Mm -hmm. and they're like, it's overwhelming. There's so much good art. Why do I even try? Mm -hmm. There's this amazing piece and that amazing artist and that amazing career. Well, I say some, a couple of things. Number one, sometimes turn on the faucet, the flow Mm -hmm. of social media, sometimes turn off the faucet. Mm. Don't look at it for a while. Enjoy your own empty space of mm. your mind and or full space of your mind. Um, know that the people that are succeeding typically have worked really hard at their art to get there. Mm-hmm. And yay, yay that they're, when someone succeeds, they're making space for you. They're making room for you. And you want it to be a successful area. If you're, you know, I'm set obsessed with arty books. I'm mm-hmm. teaching my newest course in April, arty Love books. That. It's nonfiction, art-driven books. So with lots of pictures and some words, you know. And 
you want that market to do really well because yeah. then editors and art directors are going to want more and more books. They're going to want your books. So if you look at other people's success as yay for them out of the goodness of your heart, mm-hmm. but also yay for you because a, a successful book means that, you, you know, years ago I had to grapple with this, like, oh my God, here I am an illustrator. And there are all these great illustrators. Maybe, and I asked an art director once, I said, like, do you ever, oh no, maybe it was a publisher. And I was like, do you just say, oh, I will only publish this many books. Or if you see this really great book, will you then add more onto your list? Yeah, always, 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 always. They want more. So when, when there are great movies out, Mm-hmm. everybody's going to the movies and watching movies. Like right now we're in the golden age of, of video content creation, right. you know, right. and everybody like is watching more video content, you know, shows, TV shows, movies than, than ever before. And of course they're, you know, there's like every minute there's a new one you want to subscribe to, but, and, and that's really great for people writing content and actors and yeah all those people it's it's great you want the, and and i would say sniff out markets that you feel are exciting mm. because that's where the money is that's where the need for your art is so what wherever you see excitement and energy and new product or new that and that's what i've done my whole life i've just right. gone like and for myself and then for my agency i just we just get into n- new areas all the time and it's it's inspiring to watch you do that too because you I can see or uh, watch unfold in your mind like okay these non-fiction books that's going to be a thing you know the illustrated storybook a thing home decor lettering and then you know infused with things you need to know and how to run your business right but he, but it all it's based on you know one of the very very first assignments I think you ever gave was the draw the Pyrex yeah the Pyrex is still good right it's still really the good Pyrex. it's still really good yeah I did a lot of vintage stuff and I still do a lot of vintage and I'm like I don't know that other people were doing vintage in courses like I don't know every course out there but I was like is this is it too weird? Is it okay? Like, I don't know, but you know what I went back to? Hmm. I love it. There you go. That's there all I go. can yeah. know. Right. I love vintage. I have so much vintage in the studio. I have drawers organized by ephemera, by oddities, by ribbons, you know, French silk ribbons, warm colors. Oh, you know, gosh. I've got <laughs> cabochon, large ones, small cabs, Yeah. drawers, flat files. And I love it and it's visually exciting. And what I love about vintage and I'm veering off, but is that it's a way to be inspired without, it's not contemporary. Right. So if you just look at contemporary stuff, Don't do oh it. man, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. You got to parse that, you know, slow. You do because you're borrowing way too closely if you're looking at t- yeah, contemporary and- stuff. But if you look at like even, and I've been showing vintage stuff in my classes even before Make Art That Sells e-courses, I um, like, I got like old, not cave, 
like a truss skin or something is that it like this mm -hmm. like stone and raw and rough and then taut pastels like vibe off those textures of mm. those stony i don't even know i'm sure some of your viewers listeners will know well they'll fill it in for us but you know i think we've definitely aligned on that talking about shapes and color and walking through antique stores you and i mm -hmm. and and i can i can still see a few of the things that because i'm as well so so drawn to vintage because the colors you know certain you can tell the 60s colors you can tell the 40s i mean i i it's, it's just fresh. a passion right it's a passion it feels fresh and yeah. then you think about oh my gosh how that design was put on that or what the choices of shapes were or if you put this old vase next to that you know, picture frame, what does that create? And that's when you start to riff on it. And it's, you're not, you can be so much more unique that way. And that's just always been important to me. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, it's exposure and going to museums, galleries, looking at painting, but also going to like a stained glass shop and looking mm. at the glass, mm -hmm, which gorgeous. I don't much of. Mm -hmm. or just anything that's visually exciting don't question your passion for it just freaking do it just yeah. like I just want to draw I want to use a Chinese uh, you know I did Chinese calligraphy in college did you like a lot of it I took like a year of it wow and you hold the brush in a in this in a different way from western and mm -hmm. it's about pressure up down pressure it's not just gliding along and and that was great. And I just wanted to. I think my mom did too. I remember when I was little, she had the brush and the ink. Yes, that's that right. Long that ink thing. stick. Yeah. yeah. That makes yeah. sense that you did that, Lilla, with the lettering that you have. I think that's. Yeah. 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 But that, so that's, so then if you're too in, into it and you feel overwhelmed by social media, yeah. take a time out, go walk around. You know, there's so many, so many things that you can do by focusing your attention on other things that inspire you. And, you know, I, I worked, I had a gal, um, on one of the staffs that I managed that was so good. She was very young. And one of those people you look at and you think, wow, because she was just ridiculously talented, mm. but she could not, she was so, so, um, intimidated by what she saw on social media. She, she just didn't go there. And I, I respected that. I totally respected that, that, she knew her, she knew what she needed to do for herself. You know, I think that's fantastic. It's very, it can be extremely difficult and that's okay. Whatever feelings you're feeling, that's okay. You mm -hmm. don't have to come up with some way to manage it. You know, I did say, well, think of how it's good for you. It might be, you know what? I don't want to look at anything. I know a lot of some students in the course won't they get the assignment, they won't look in the Facebook group where other people are putting their mm -hmm. work in till mm -hmm. they've submitted it to the gallery. Then they look and that's use that can yeah. be useful to see, oh yeah, I could do it that way. That's mm -hmm. I could have I see they did that. Interesting. But it's hard. It's hard. Everything gets easier when you start getting paid for your art. It does. <laughs> Just one positive email back. It really, it really does make a big yeah. difference in the scheme of things. I, re I remember when I started getting paid, I'm like, oh, mm. this is how the other half lives. You know, <laughs> this is like people with jobs. 
because I never had a corporate job. Um, and but it was like, oh, validation. Yeah. yeah. Validation is there's a lot. I mean, that's just a human, it's a human need, really. Yeah. Validation. So I love that you're very inspired by writing right now. And yes, you're and you're gonna be teaching that with Creative Bug and your core and your new course this year. Remind me what it's called again. You said it a minute ago. Um, my arty book pitch, my arty book book pitch, because we were were playing around with the title and it was like, my nonfiction illustrated book. And I couldn't even like, I'd be like my ill, my not, my (laughs) not book, non illustrated. And also it's like, that's good. That's what it is, but it's an arty book. Right. Like, right. and I, 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 I don't, will people understand there is a tagline that explains it. I forget what the tagline is, but it's an arty book. It's an art driven book. And I'm very, very excited about this, Margot, because it's another lucrative income stream for creatives. Yes. And the beauty is if you can draw even like any level of drawing there's room for everybody there's a book called math with bad drawings what yes it is so yeah it's so good (laughs) and he does stick figures and you know that kind of title so you can go all the way from that to like the most gorgeously illustrated book um and and it's a very every topic there's so right. much mysticism and witchcraft yes. and yeah. sp- that kind of thing to journals and emotion, social, emotional, to craft technique, art technique, mm-hmm. to cookbooks, to travel, like mm-hmm. anything you're passionate about. Right. And what I like to do as a triple Capricorn with five water signs, if those mm-hmm. astrologers listen I like to take a mushy miasma of information and organize it in neat little boxes. So yes. it's manageable and bite-sized. So I've, I have I have, I'm looking over, I have about a hundred arty books and I've organized them in piles and I'm going to, sh- it, it's quite in depth, but there's yeah. different formats. For example, you can have art on one page and a little paragraph of text on another. Oh, mm-hmm. and that's your formula. Ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. There are different ways you can lay things out. There's interactive journals. You can journal prompts and check boxes and lists and drawing prompts and so forth. It's really very open. There's a lot to it. But the beauty is, if as I started to say, if you can draw even like math with bed drawings or beautiful, every artist can write. Mm. You write. Right. Emails. I mean, to not necessarily the most beautiful prose the world's ever seen, but you can write. Maybe it's instructive or or um, practical information or whatever. You know, words and you know how to make sentences and paragraphs. You know how to write. Conversely, writers don't necessarily know how to draw like at all. So you have a. you have both of those you have your beautiful art and you can take your words and i know that so many illustrators are intimidated and think oh the writing has to be really beautiful 
but it doesn't have to be really beautiful. There's, it can be, and there's a place for that. Don't want to like turn off people who write beautifully, but, but also creatives, their minds are the coolest. That's why I got my artists that I represent. Um, I, I did residencies for them on writing picture books because I'm like, you have cool minds. Let right. me teach you how to write the book. You have a cool mind. Um, they're imaginative, they're creative, they're quirky. So. No, I think it's so true. I think that um, I found this very intriguing too, because as an entrepreneur first, a creative entrepreneur first, I have been used to kind of rolling up my sleeves and tackling whatever it is. Like, let's back the, you know, truck into the loading dock. Let's unload. Let's write. Let's create. Let's set it up. Let's take, figure out how to take the, you know, all of it. But then when I got into corporate, because I wanted to learn more about making product, a small company would, we would, um, we would create, we would write what was on it. We would figure out what color it was going to be. We could figure all of it. It would be just a few people figuring out that whole thing and thinking very entrepreneurially still about that. And then I went into larger corporate where all of a sudden you weren't allowed to do that. You were so specifically lined up in your row where this person is right, not to discount because many of those writers were artists as well, but they weren't allowed to mix them in this particular Mm -hmm. situation. So the writers wrote, the artists drew, painted, whatever, and then somebody else put it together. So to me, that was much less of a soulful beginning to that project because it was, it was, it was taken apart and put together. It was, I just was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> well, it's efficient that way. And it has its advantages in a corporate for sure. structure for sure. And it just depends on how you're built. But yeah. um, I, I, I was thinking about AI and I was mm-hmm. listening to a podcast, you know, AI making art, artificial intelligence. Oh yeah, and 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 writing, and it can write. You know. Oh my gosh, I've been messing that. around with that. <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind the writing. And and here's the thing, that only makes it more and more important for creatives to be as uniquely you, yeah, eccentric, quirky, thoughtful, kind, whatever you are your observations, your feelings about things only become more important. The more human you are, mm-hmm. hey, I can't touch yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's one of those things where I think, oh my gosh, we're just, just at the tip of that massive iceberg. You yeah, know, what I, do you think, what do you think, Margo? I don't quite know what to think, but I, I want to, I want to go on record as saying, remember when we, first started talking about that. Cause I know some high school kids that are, he's one, you know, had to do a paper and, and he put what the, just as an experiment, did it both ways. But then I've heard that people are writing their um, college essays with AI. Yeah. And I mean, I just put in, I just to play with it. I, I put in um, five things to do to get over comparing yourself to others and it blah, 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 blah. And you could go see that anywhere. And then I said, right me an outline. You'll appreciate these things. Write me an outline for a class on how to use illustration for product development. Oh my God. I did. And it went, and I was just like, 
oh my gosh, it, I couldn't believe it. Like, where did these ideas come from? But well, that's what I did, Lila, because I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is the thing too. Make a piece of art, write a book, write a course. Like yeah. I always think, what can't you get on the internet? Right. That that's what my courses are. Like yes. you can figure out, you can get a lot of information on a lot of things. But my thing is, how can I deliver new, fresh information that I have access to as an agent, but also in a way that's more playful, fun, enjoyable, entertaining? I trick people into doing their best work. And how do I do that? So it's not fact-based. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I think you trick people into doing their best work Yes, for sure. And they didn't even know they were going to go there. That's what I love about it. I just think, you know, when, for instance, when, when you and I are teaching and we're doing a review, mm -hmm. um, I remember in the beginning thinking in the very beginning, like when we first started, so 2015, like, but those pieces are good enough for making into a product. But then you were saying to me, but are they, do they have that, that other thing? Like, cause if at that point I was in a corporate situation where it was, it just had to be good enough to fill that thing. It had to be the St. Patrick's day instead of somebody's own style. So then when you, when you pull out and we know this every, almost every time we pick very similar things, because I'm like, who is doing this assignment, no matter how they're doing it, no matter what the skill level is, but who is looking inside their own mind and saying, I have an idea that those are the ones that just shine, you know? Yeah. 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 That's fun to do reviews with you. I love <laughs> that. It's really cool. It is fun. Oh, you're teaching so many things. I mean, I just love Lilla how, how, um, like we've said already, it continues to change based on what you find mm -hmm. interesting and, you know, what's happening in the world and, and what needs to be said. So I appreciate And that. kind of what I was interested in when I was young, and we all know this, like, what were you interested in when you were young? And it's sort of, that's still, that's probably your DNA. It's, it is your DNA and, and you can pursue those things maybe in fresh ways. Right. I read a quote once that really stuck with me. And again, I was in, you know, I was in the middle of corporate and uh, it said, wouldn't it be amazing if your everyday job could be what you do when you procrastinate? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And that really stuck with me. I was like, oh, I'm... and what, and what, yes. What, what do you do when you procrastinate? Do you procrastinate? I, oh my heavens. I'm, I'm at the top of the list. Yes. But at that time, I remember I, I was thinking I'm being paid to use Pinterest right now. <laughs> I'm being paid to research cool things. I'm being paid to look at beautiful things that inspire me. I'm being paid to travel and, 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 you know, yeah. do interesting. One of the, one of the things that I thought of earlier in our conversation, I can't remember why, but we, at my biggest corporate job, all the mugs were always a certain shape. They were always 
very clean line, very plain. You had to be able to get your whole, I'm sure there's people I know who's listening right now and she's going to be, they're going to be laughing, but you had to get your whole hand in it because of the boss we had. He wanted to be able to pick up the mug. But there was a ceramic studio in the building and the woman who was in charge. Yes, I know things like that. It was pretty awesome. And the woman who ran the ceramic studio made the most fantastic thing. So it was, since I ran the, this particular division, I, I said, let's take your work and take it to let's pick the right factory and let's make this collection of ceramics where you pick up this mug, you're drinking from one right now, that that has the hand in it. You can see where the thumbs went. The handle is not, you're not getting the one that you can get on Redbubble. You know, it's mm-hmm. it has hand in it. And mm-hmm. and people were like, what? You, you know, and, and that to me is, it's possible because if you're making a mug, you're making a mold, right? So it doesn't matter what the mold looks like. What do you want it to look like? So those were just little ways, which I think we do when we teach, you do all the time, little ways to make that creative person say, what are you interested in? What are you attracted to? Let's put, let's try and put that in front of people. Anyway, just a thought. What is up and coming on your your plate this year? What are you looking forward to? Um, I am writing a, another book and have two more in mind. This is what That's I want awesome. to do for the next five years. Awesome. I absolutely just it's uh, it's uh, I'm 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 uh, possessed. You know, I just I sit in my chair early in the morning with my coffee and right things just I wait till something comes and it it does and I write and that was the the book that I'm pitching now and then um then I'm working on another one I really recommend always just keep going keep moving Mm -hmm. on the next and the next and now I'm in love with this one I'm working on um filming uh, finishing writing the already already book course and planning what I'm going to do for filming at Creative Bug and um just you know and doing my stained glass and my embroidery and ceramics and so good you know hanging out with my husband that's so good yeah. We need a, um, I'm just going to put it out there that we need a creative weekend somewhere. You and I. Yeah, we, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that. You tell okay. me where and when. All right. I'll, I'll look into a few. Mm-hmm. I have some ideas. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, you know, I love to know who's inspiring you today because it changes all the time, but who's on your list? You know, Bye. I really love how my co and by the way I didn't say anything that I'm doing for the agency on my list but of course ever you know it's always oh yes stuff I'm always mentoring my artists and and we're coming up with that so well I just want to say like for example we're going to have a residency on them doing their own arty book we do a residency every year with our artists virtual used to be real life but virtual and so it's going to be on writing their own arty books. Oh, I love that. That makes that. so much sense. I can't yeah. wait to see what comes from that. I know. It's just perfect for creatives. Um, Beth, my co-founder, has written 
five books in five years. She's on her sixth. And I have one right next to me. Yes. And I'm so inspired by that. And she just just goes like she goes to Japan, Mm -hmm. plans out who she's going to talk to, what she's going to do. And I love that. Yeah. I'm very, very, I find that mind-blowing. Yeah. Exciting. It's empowering. It's mind blowing. I just, I still have that when her freedom seeker came off, she was at the printer. Remember that video where it came off and we were all watching and it was just so like, Oh, it was so exciting. And now, you know, I have the latest one, the way of the fearless writer, the latest. Yes. That is good. It it is so good. It's so good. And Lilla, I can't wait to see what those are that you put into the world there's spaces for them and they are going to take up a lot of space in such a good way i'm excited yeah i you know this one that i'm that i and i have some nice interest um is so much of the kinds of things we've talked about today Mm. it's sort of more meta Mm. uh and in my i'm at the stage in my life where it's big picture. As you get mm-hmm. older, it becomes more big picture, a little less about the details, but the big advice. And I I, I love to write that, but it's also at times silly. Mm-hmm. And it's some memoir, mm, nice. some memoirish stuff and my stories and my hippie days. And also, a few psychic exper- experiences oh, that blew my flipping mind. Oh, can you tell us one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's I love just that. say the TV turned on by itself uh, oh when I was unsure and uncertain. And uh, what was said gave me reassurance. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> it's that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I'm like, even at that, even for me, that was like, but I love that stuff. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Me too. Yeah. So lots of goodness. It's a time of sharing what I, what, if I can hopefully help creatives, you know, I mean, that's yeah. always been my thing. Uh, of course, being an agent is that very directly, but um, yeah. yeah, that's how I'm built. I love it. And then you said also that one of the people who inspired you is your amazing mama. Yeah. My mama who's 99. Amazing. So I'm just 68. So that's nothing. Right. Um, and, and, I, I I cherish being this age. It it feels both old and young, mm-hmm. and there's a richness to it. And I don't see a lot of women necessarily talking about their age, that right. age, sixties, mm-hmm. right. And well, there will be more of of them though because we're we're like we're we're vocal. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it's important for people to see that you can be vital and and like my career's never been better. Right. So, I want people to know that it can be. Yeah. Um so what was the question? Inspiring you. <laughs> Oh, my mama. Yeah. She thought for herself. Yeah. She was an individual. Both my parents were entrepreneurs, which was a phenomenal help. I definitely had a leg up in that way. I learned how to think like an entrepreneur. I learned how to think and not everybody has had that. I get that. 
So if I can help with that, it's a, it's a way of thinking, which is sort of almost like an FU thinking, you know, mm-hmm, like, for sure. it's like, yeah. Hey man, I don't care. Right. Like, I, I, I told my husband, everything I'm wearing today has holes in it. And I showed you this. Yeah. And, and, and to me, I've been, you know, I'm in front of the camera a lot. I'm on Zooms um, and I have to get put together. And I wanted to just feel like I'm wearing stuff with holes in it today, baby. (laughs) You know? I love it. I'm going to wear stuff with holes in my (laughs) pants, my shirt, and my sweater. And it's emblematic of like, I don't care. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love picking out my pretty little earrings and my hippie scarf. You're looking good. You know, and looking, looking. Yeah. Fine, 68 year old lady. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we could get your mom on a podcast recording (gasps) with you? Could we do that? You have to. Her story. I would love to. Do you know she gave private lessons to Leonard Bernstein? He used to call her house, who oh wrote my. music for West Side Story. Yeah. <gasps> she is like. Oh, give me chills. She's amazing. Talk about sexism bullshit. Oh, yeah. my God. What she oh had to gosh. stand up to. I can't even imagine. Oh, that would, would be. Would she so- do that? Yeah. Okay. Will you yeah. ask her? We gotta do it fast too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's let's set that up. Okay. All right. Oh, oh my God, Jackie. Jackie, Jackie. She's something else. Okay. Come on, Jackie. We're gonna do that soon. I mean, who doesn't love those stories? Plus, I, there's something mother daughter that's pretty cool too. You know. And people probably say, "Oh my God, you're so much like her." <laughs> it's true. Well, and then, but you know, some of her stories that you wish she would tell, and she knows things about you that you, you know, don't even think about. And okay, we'll we'll get Jackie on. Okay, and I'm you. gonna call her tonight. Okay, did okay. good. Oh my God, she would love it. I would too, you're and amazing. I think a few other people would. Oh, thank you, Lilith, dear amazing. one. You're I amazing. I just appreciate so much the way you take your brush and leave room for others and give so much and, and just, it's always positive. It's always colorful. It's always interesting. Thank you. And there's room for everybody to succeed. I know you always say that you have said that. I know when I've called and said, I think I'm going to be an agent and I think you're my only competition. (laughs) You said it's a big pie, Margo. It's a big pie. Yes. I just found other ways to do it. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I always just remembered how like, oh, I, I love that. There's room. It is for a big everyone. pie. There's room for everybody. Go find your slice. I'll tell you what mama said. What's mama? Honey, said? it's a big world out there. Oh, it's Jackie. a big world out there. Oh yeah, you gotta get her on. Okay. She will love that. Call All her right. tonight. Oh, that's cool. Thank you, dear oh, one. Oh, this was so great. It was so great. I really appreciate it. You too. Thanks everyone for being here. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I really, really had a great time just going a little deeper and keep your fingers crossed that we can have Jackie on. And thanks so much for being here today. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for windowsill chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap 
to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.